The following episode contains strong language, violence, and extreme illness. Previously on Masks and Mayhem. And Lynch looks out at a lot of you and says, I have been talking to all of you for months now, getting different perspectives and different testimony about the events leading up to that day. At this time, I am leaning towards proceeding with a trial. The fuck? The district attorney has made some good points. I'll be honest, my bias is that I believe Union does do good work, but in the interest of transparency and holding them accountable, I think that there should be a more formal address. Yarkalen reaches out, and the guy who had the gun and his hand is now caught in a box just starts screaming. Is he bloodbending? Uh, yeah, the guy basically starts like crying blood, and this also causes the crowd to panic as well. But Yardak, you would be aware that it is extremely frowned upon in Atlantean society. Yeah, I I think I'm staying by the box because I don't trust Arcalyn to be left alone with this box. And she uh, pulls out a file, probably a little more useful a couple hours ago. Probably, I grab it and look. Basically, it's a it's a blog post from like a little no, unknown blogger, but it says Leland Kemp ousted from Eco Friends, organization founder thrown out after controversial post. Ooh, what was the tweet? Uh, the post essentially it was put up and then immediately deleted, but it basically showed support for the Green Wave. I knew it. <laughs> Visual aid, you are on the stand at the Riverside Courthouse. U.S. Attorney Douglas Pennington III is looking at you. Visual, it has been almost two years since the horrifying events that started us on the path of this trial. Do you still stand by, Union? Yes, I do. I'm assuming that Yardak and I are there, so I lean over. Which horrifying events were these? I've heard that there were quite a few of them before I got to town. Actually, yes, you are both in the stands. Uh, you can see that Kevin Lewis is a little frantic, kind of like shuffling through pages. He looks he looks very nervous. Betsy has a cool, calm demeanor that if this were the 60s, she'd probably be smoking a cigarette right now. Good for her. I, like, I'm imagining right now, I'm imagining Betsy of the, like, as Peggy from Mad Men. Interesting visual. Now, of course, everyone here knows, the jury, the judge, myself, the audience... Wink, knows that you have saved this city on countless occasions. Do you know how many people died that day? This is Rachel asking, would that be information that's available to the public at all? Yeah, make an intellect check. Let's see if that's something you actually, like, maybe looked into or not. Okay. You know, just to specify, because that was Brock and Brandon asking, which events two years ago are we talking about here? 
the breakout and the zombies and the- Oh god, that has been like two years ago, and I was there for that. Man, time flies when you use substances to deal with all your problems. Yeah. Um, basically, I did a timeline today to make sure I had this accurately. Those events took place in November of 2019. It is now late October 2021. Oh, holy fuck, yeah, that was a while ago. Holy shit. You said an intellect check, right? Yeah. Okay. 17 overall. 17, yeah, you definitely, I think, you know, with keeping up with news coverage and whatnot, would know. It was a couple hundred people overall. Oh, tell them to stop that. I don't know the exact number, but I do know that it was a couple hundred, which of course is tragic. Any any death is tragic. Yes, 232 to be precise. Uh, between the actions of the various convicts that escaped and the horrifying zombie mob that overtook parts of the city... We lost through your combined efforts, of course, that you were able to contain it from further spread, but it still meant that, and he goes over to an easel stand, and he flips over, and you see, like, a, a nice smiling family, like a mom, a dad, a brother, and a little brother, and a little sister, like two kids. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the loss of an entire family, and the jury looks a little, like, you know, taken aback, like, yes, this was known information, but it's still, you know, very stark to see it laid bare like this okay i have a question would does ruby know who those people are like does ruby know their names like did you know them before you mean or like because of press coverage well not like did i know them but it seems like i think ruby might have been the person to like look up stuff about people who have who you know who had died so i'm can i make a check to see if like i did know like the names of these people that have died no, no, I'll, I'll let you uh, continue with that previous role. I'm going to say, like, you don't know every single person, but I think this was one of the most notable because it was an entire family. Like, a lot of people lost, like, individual family members. Do So do I? So would I know their last name then? So I could call them the somethings. Yeah, yeah, they're the Stevens family. Yes, undoubtedly, the loss of the Stevens family is very tragic. But I can't help but wonder, if Union hadn't locked up those dangerous criminals when they had, how many more families like the Stevens would have died before this point? Roll a persuasion check. See, I wanted to do that, but I thought it would be a little more persuasive if I wasn't just like, this family, if I was like, yes, I actually do know who these people are. Yeah. Ooh, I rolled well. 26 overall. Okay. The jury, you know, some of them look particularly thoughtful, like, yeah, yeah, she's, she's got a point. Well put, Visual. Now, in your opinion, as someone who is day-to-day saving lives, what is it that you oh think- Oh my god! <laughs> what? I'm sorry, for a second I thought you were gonna say dating a union agent. Oh, oh. <laughs> and just blow the fucking lid off that in the middle of court, that's fine. <laughs> She'd be like, what the fuck, why are we talking about this? See, this lawyer's really good. Did you, or did you not spend the night with a talent record last night? I mean, what you're saying is absolutely relevant to you defending this agency, because there is such a thing as a conflict of interest. That is, but I, I feel like she doesn't want that out more like, oh, it's a conflict of interest, but more that I think people know Ruby's dating Alan Rickard. Sure. So people figure out visual aids dating Alan Rickard. They'd be like, oh, we got two girls. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what they would do. The, the lowest lane, she's dating them both. Someone who is saving people day to day, in your perspective, what changes should come about for Union? Man, the more these go by, the more I feel like Brock got the Weenie Hunt Jr. interrogation. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy I didn't get asked that one. I think that would be something I would have to think about more, that making changes to a giant 
organization is not something I can just think of off the cuff that's very irresponsible. You have no answers to offer at this, no, no input to offer at this time as an expert witness? And the way I've seen Union run, I've seen it run well. It feels premature to act like I know better than all of the agents of Union that put their life on risk even when they don't have powers like I do. Okay, I, I want you to roll another persuasion check, but I am going to have you do it with a negative two penalty. 23. They don't seem as, like, you know, into your answer this time, but they don't, it's not like, no one looks like, ha, they got her. I'm very persuasive, so I guess I'm good for the stand for this part. Yeah. All right, uh, it is as you're giving this answer that suddenly there is a flurry of noise at the back of the courtroom. You basically hear uh, a flurry of clicks of cameras going off and uh, and reporters, and you see uh, Yarkalen stepping into the courtroom, and it's like, now, now, no, no more, no more discussion for today. Shh, I'm going into the courtroom. And and you and Judge Lynch bang, bangs her gavel and goes, I will have order in my courtroom. And I picture him as like Mr. Burns, the way he does things. I imagine him as like a character from Entourage. So yeah, and, and once the cl- doors close, like some guards kind of like push back the reporters and close the doors and Yarkalen takes a seat next to you, Yardak. He also has like sunglasses on and he takes them off. And Ruby's just sitting there. Oh, has Ruby seen Yarkalen since she saw him like almost murder a dude? You know what? I'll leave that up to y'all. It's been about two weeks. It's the end of October. Did he just stay on land? Yeah, he's been on land the whole time. Okay, then I assume we've probably seen him. So it's not just like a fresh memory then. Ruby doesn't say anything there because she's on a stand, so that would be weird. And there's been kind of this pause as he's gone and sat down and takes off his sunglasses as everyone kind of looks at him. And he looks around and goes, oh, please carry on. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you want to make me hate my best friend? Ruby's mad. Rachel loves it. <laughs> like, Rachel loves this ridiculousness. I'm just imagining, like, every Prince character in in things. It's just, like, this one has superpowers. And it, it's at this time that Pennington goes, the people have no further questions. Ruby, actually, everybody roll a perception check. Oh, I'm not really perceiving much today, folks. 14 overall. Eight, 14. 26. All right, Ruby and Yardak, you kind of can tell, like, we already established that Kevin Lewis, who has been representing Union for the trial, looked, like, very frantic and kind of nervous. You can actually see he's, like, pretty actively sweating as he's working. And I think the thing that you notice, Laserhawk, is that, like, he just seems unsteady. Like, you notice, like, his hand is shaking when he goes to, like, take a drink of water. Am I close enough in the seating arrangement to be able to, like, lean over to him? I imagine that you're, like, literally, like, right behind the defendant's area, but, like, he is also just about to make a statement. Question is just for dialogue purposes. Mm-hmm. Even though he's acting as a lawyer right now, I would still probably call him, like, Agent Lewis, right? Yeah, I would say that's fine. Okay. As he's about to, like, walk up to give his little statement thing, as he goes by, without being, like, too noticeable, I want to, because you said he's sweaty, like, kind of, like, cool his sweat as he goes by. Give him a little refresh. Okay, are you trying to do this, like, stealthily to the whole place? Or, I don't... Not, like, stealthily, but just, like, so I don't, like, I mean, I guess not drawing attention to is stealthy, but, like, I'm not trying to keep it secret. I imagine you basically as, like, one of those fans at a theme park. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the rush of air with a little mist. (laughs) 
Yeah, except he's the mist and I'm trying to cool it. <laughs> he can freeze things. I think Yardak's trying to refrigerate his sweat, which is the grossest thing I've yeah. ever said on this podcast. That is exactly what Dan is trying to say, and it is indeed gross. Okay, I mean, okay. So you do this little bit of icing, and he kind of stops and kind of, like, wipes it off of his face. <laughs> because you just, like, iced his face. I was trying to help. And no, it was just like an overall. And he looks back at you, and he's not—he's not upset. He's just confused. And then he just like again, still a little unsteady. And he kind of just like takes a breath. Um, um, visual aid. Would you say you—you've worked with Union for quite some time, right? That's accurate. Bro, you're shit in the bed. Yes, I've worked with Union for quite some time, Agent Lewis. Yes, and in that time, you've been um working alongside them, right? And and you would trust Union, uh, right? Yes, of course. And I, I, I start making, like, eye contact with, like, I would say, like, Yardak and Laserhawk. Like, something's off, right? Oh, yeah. And if Visual Aid trusts Union, I think that should be a sign for most people, right? I, I would hope that um, I've earned the trust of Union and, and the people of Riverside. I've, I've tried to work hard to make sure, and I, I do believe that the, the city trusts me. Okay. He steadies himself against the table. Uh, no, no further questions. The pe- I'd like to request a short recess. And Judge Lynch looks down and goes, All right, we can clear the, clear the area for, let's say, 15 minutes. Try not to keep it, try not to run late. Ruby looks over to oh fuck what's the other what's the um district attorney's name again oh uh Douglas Pennington the third Douglas Pennington the third he's the U.S. attorney not the district attorney though oh okay all right we established this last time we established that I didn't remember how I didn't understand how uh, uh government government works <laughs> Ruby looks over up to Pennington and she's I Ruby just wants to see how Pennington's reacting roll an insight check I'm just curious. I think she's trying to get, like, how does someone who, like, doesn't know him, like, how would they, oh, actually, like, someone who doesn't know him think, like, what's going on? Uh, 23. You would discern that Pennington shows a, a mild bit of concern. This is Rachel asking. I can get off the stand now, right? Yeah, actually, uh, Judge Lynch looks at goes, you may leave the stand now, visual, thank you for your cooperation. Of course, and I go right to Kevin Lewis, and I go, hey, are, are you all right? The fuck, bro? <laughs> Is that what Yardak does? <laughs> no, I'll be like, are you okay? I'm not feeling so well. This is just a human thing. I just want to try it. And I, I'm just gonna, I'm going to say may I and put my hand up like I want to touch his forehead. Sure. Yeah. I just didn't want to just touch this grown man's head without his permission. But I, I'm feeling it's more to see if I feel a fever. Yeah, you would say that he's kind of burning up. Like, it's not, like, insane. Like, he, you know, he's not about to have a heat stroke or something, but... It feels like he has a fever, right? Yeah, definitely. So then I want to say, uh, I just want to reach my hand out and say, may I? Sure, sure. Ooh, okay. 15 and... I go, yeah, that's that's a good idea, because you're burning up. And by this time, like, most of the uh, most of the court has cleared out. Pretty much it's just uh, Pennington, the judge, the bailiff, and a lot of you. 25 altogether. So you pull your hands out and kind of coat them with uh, with water and imbue it with Atlantean energy, and you're running it over uh, his head and, and I imagine like kind of the back back of his neck and stuff. Like, and you see like a bit of color come back to his cheeks. He stops sweating as much, and then all of a sudden begins to jerk violently and throws up on the ground. Delicious. Was it lunch? Ew. And moments later, just collapses. 
Okay, oh. can I use my hero point as a reaction? I would like to make a couch so he falls onto a couch instead of on the ground. Yeah, you're able to do that, I think, without issue, really. Uh, you've made a couch and things enough times at this point. Yeah, I was just using my hero point so it could be a reaction. Yeah, I'm not going to make you roll for it in this particular case, just because, again, it's something you're familiar enough with. Uh, yeah, you make the uh, fainting couch right over top of him and kept him from falling into his own vomit. Yeah, there's still a bailiff. Uh, and also, like at this point, like Betsy had a look about her. The base is like, ah, Yardak's got this. And then now all of a sudden she looks like deeply, deeply concerned. I want to look at the security, dickhead. So does that walkie-talkie have a route to 911? Yeah, yeah. Do you need me to get someone? Looks at him, looks back. And he, he kind of hits the little walkie on his shoulder. Hey, this is Judge Lynch's room. We need emergency medical. We have a collapsed late 20s, early 30s male. Just starts, like, giving a description of uh, him. Might want a janitor, too. We're also going to need some janitorial cleanup, uh, biohazard. I This is just me trying to figure out. My boyfriend's not here, right? No, uh, Alan Rickard is not there currently. Because I, I feel like if he was, Ruby would, like, go get, ask him something. But if he's not. Also, it's worth noting that, like, Lynch and Pennington and Pennington's assistant also all look like very concerned at this turn of events so yeah it's just the again the lot of you betsy pennington bailiff margaret lynch i've gotten i've said these names enough times you know who's here yeah okay i'm just out of curiosity for for flavor text i'm gonna say i'm i say like kevin instead of like agent lewis and then i like put my hand on his forehead again to feel like if it still feels like hot Uh, he feels like he is burning up even more now and then i look at yardak has like has anyone ever got it feels worse. That's, I mean, that's obviously not what's supposed to happen. Yeah, and somebody must have done something to him to, like, not just make him sick, but keep him sick. And I think me attempting to heal him will just make it worse. I think so, too. I look at Betsy, I say, is Dr. Alvarado in town? Yes, yes. Uh, let's get him to a hospital right away, and I will tell Lydia to meet us there. Oh, uh, sorry, and Yarkalen Yar- also has reacted with extreme, like, concern. Obviously, he doesn't know Kevin very well, but he's, like, you know... Very t- he was, I think he's most taken aback by the impact of your healing to him. Not too long after, medics arrive on the scene. They're loading him up onto a gurney. They're going to take him to Riverside General. What are you all doing currently? Freaking out. Okay. Judge Lynch says that I'm going to call a recess for today, but this will push us back. Tomorrow will now be the final day of, of deliberation. Well, hopefully this will be dealt with by tomorrow. I say, uh, thank you, thank you. And she puts a, sm- a hand on Lewis and says, feel better, son. Actually, he's still unconscious, though, right? He's kind of drifting in and out. Oh, okay. I don't see a whole lot that Brock can do in this situation, so I guess I'm just sort of observing. And I go, should, should one of us go with him in the ambulance? That is entirely up to you. I know that Lydia is not going to want too many people crowding the room, for sure. I mean, for no other reason, I feel like one of us should be in there just in case someone is doing this to Kevin Lewis, and they want to finish the job. Well, my healing is n- not going to help this situation, <laughs> so I'm going to say not me. No, but your trident might. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, true. True, true, true. I would say maybe someone else besides me, because I assume I took the van here today, so if the uh, if the rest of us want to follow, I can put us in the van. I was about to say, alright, well I know when I've drawn the short straw, I guess I'll go in the amber lamps. Oh, but I was just about to say, I was like, well maybe I like if I do go, then I can like, talk to Lydia about how my healing didn't help when I get there. That's that's true. Oh, yeah. That, that is important information to know. Dope, I'll go in the van. Shotgun. Yarkalen goes, is there anything I should do, Yardak? I mean, if you want to hitch a ride with these guys, maybe I, we might find a use. We, I might, I don't know, because he can't heal. Shit, if we're taking the prince, I'm probably not going to get a shotgun. Nah, make him sit in the back anyway. Sell him with the chariot. Um... <laughs> 
<laughs> no, he probably he was like, it's you're my limo driver. We don't have limos underwater. You're my seahorse limo driver. Oh, okay. You said chariots, so. Yeah, I mean, you can hook that up to any kind of thing. Mm, yes, I see. You're like one of the porpoise drivers. Yeah. And I go to Yarkalen, and I go, have you ever heard of, like, the healing working like this? Or not working, I guess? No, frankly, this is horrifying. I've... I, sorry, I'm just very taken aback. He... Very violent spasm. Yes. No, I, I understand. And I, you know, a gesture of goodwill, I put my, like... Very softly put my hand on Yarkalen's. I was like, it was it was very disturbing to see. Kind of put my hand on his shoulder to be like comforting. It, it took everything in me to have not him go, Ruby, at a time like this, and you're and you're with someone. Oh Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> to have him just misinterpreted entirely. God damn it. Don't make me have to have a fight scene in this courtroom, because I'll fucking do it, RC. I'll fucking do it. Yes, I, I, I will definitely join you. And if there's anything that I can do or, or provide to Agent Lewis, he seems, seemed, seems like a good man. I do have a question. Is uh, Pennington still here? Yeah, Pennington is still there. Well, I mean, he's kind of been keeping his distance, you know. I say, yes, Agent Lewis is one of the best agents I've ever worked with. And I kind of look at Pennington. And Pennington realizes what you're doing and just shakes his head a little bit, but still looks genuinely concerned. Fucking Jim. The jurors are gone. <laughs> jurors are definitely gone, yeah. And I, I, asked, I asked Betsy, do you want to ride as well? I'm going to ride in the in the ambulance. And was anybody else going in the ambulance or was everyone else going in the van? It was just me in the ambulance. Okay, so you're going to be with Betsy and the other three are going to be in the van. The medics load him up. One gets in the driver's seat. One's kind of in the back monitoring vitals. Betsy hops up and takes a seat and gestures to you, Yardak. The van is parked in the parking garage. You're able to get to it pretty quickly. And Actually, Ruby, roll a vehicle check. You lose your the visual van in the parking lot. No. Oh no, I didn't roll that well, but luckily I have shit in vehicles. <laughs> you rear-end a guy backing out. Twelve. Twelve, you get behind for a little bit, but you eventually like maneuver your way and catch up with the ambulance. Okay. I imagine you probably make some use of uh of some sirens and mm-hmm. maybe Data Kraken calls in a favor and like sets up all green lights for you. This is Brock hanging out the window. Get out of the fucking way. Okay, and are you doing anything else on the way there? I want to say while we were going out to the car, I texted Agent Allen Rickard and told him what had happened. I also texted Bethany, but like, hey, might be late. Not going to be home right after court. Something is happening with Agent Lewis. Not as much detail. She doesn't know him as well. Yeah. I feel like him and Rickard are pretty close, right? Yeah, I would say because, yeah, Rickard gives you all caps and says, where is he? And I said he's on the he's on the way to, and I said the name of the hospital. Okay, and what about the other two? I'm going to shoot Pam a text. Oh, thank God, so remembered her. Oh, no. Yeah, kind of forgot about her. TBH. She texts back, okay, should I be concerned? Could this be relevant to North End activity? Is there anything that I should do or can help with? Do you want me to come to the hospital? No need to come yet. Just stay sharp. If I, 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 I've got a gut feeling that shit won't go down today. All right, stay safe. What's about you, kid? And Yardak, anything? Uh, you're, are you just chilling with Betsy? <laughs> I want to use the RippleCom to try to get a hold of Ulibrin. Okay, yeah, the RippleCom is like a general purpose contact device. Yeah, I just didn't know if it was like the RippleCom, like, it like went to one thing or if it was just like a cell phone and I can individually call people with it. The way I imagine it is like there's kind of like we always describe there's kind of runes on the outside of the bowl. Also, I guess you just carry this bowl with you. I have a satchel. Yeah. It's not big. I imagine like it has runes and almost like like almost like uh, an old turnstile phone number. You just adjust it to get individual people. You want to contact Ula Bryn? 
Yeah. Yes, Yadak. What is what is going on? I'm kind of at my wit's end here. I'm not exactly sure what's happening. There was somebody here on land that we work with, and he was sweaty, feverish, not feeling well, and I tried to kill him to help, and it made it worse. And he vomited everywhere, passed out, fell over, and that's never happened before. Have you ever heard of anything like this? No, Yardak. That sounds gravely serious. Stay on your guard. That is not standard behavior. Our healing should be able to heal essentially any biological being. Oh, biological. Christ. I mean, I, like, it's not just people. Like, you could technically heal, like, animals and, and aliens. and. That's what I thought, and that's why I'm even more worried now than just having a friend being sick, because I figure if my healing isn't healing, someone is doing this to him on purpose. A wise observation, my young friend. Again, stay safe if I don't know what we could do for you right now, but I hope your friend is okay. Um, do you, anything else? I want to say, you and me both, thanks for the ear. I'll touch base with you later. Of course. And is is the prince with you? <laughs> Cuts to us, like, jamming to Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Why is it always Carly Rae Jepsen? Because when I say Taylor Swift, Dan gets annoyed. And specifically, <laughs> uh, you remember that he basically, like, kind of ventured out on his own about this. But is it, like, secret? I don't think he specified to you. It's Ulibrin. I trust her. I'd be like, yeah, he popped up for a visit. Why? King has just not heard from him in a while, and I believe grows worried for his son, but I assume everything is okay. Oh, yeah, all is well, all is well. Stay safe, friend. Will do. And uh, the Ripplecom, the little water hologram of Ulibrin drops, and plump, the water plops back into the into the bowl. And you can see Betsy is kind of just holding Lewis's hand. And just looks very concerned for him. You arrive at the hospital. They load him up. Lydia arrives not too long after. Gives you all a hug. And uh, basically is speaking with the paramedics. She she goes into the room with him and, and says, Now, friends, I'm going to have to ask you to stay out here. And I will give you an update as soon as possible. I assume, am I there by there? Yeah, uh, and Rickard arrives not too long after. Okay. He looks a little shaken up, obviously. Betsy kind of fills him in. And what are you all doing? I guess, by the way, I'm assuming I'm still, like, dressed as visual aid. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, like, people are seeing me go for, like, the union, like, this union agent. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'm sitting in the waiting room of a hospital fully dressed up in my superhero outfit. I mean, I mean, I assume Laserhawk also is. Actually, I assume Laserhawk's probably chain smoking outside in the little smoking in the little smoking box that you're allowed to be in. Bro, I don't smoke cigarettes, and I don't think they'll let me smoke that in the smoking box. That's fair, yeah. Riverside's a nice place, but it's not that, not that, uh... Tries to get Ruby to make him some weed. You can't smoke weed at the hospital. For flavor text reasons, can we say that Lewis's room is by, like, a window? Yeah, he's on the second floor, though. So I'm gonna turn to the other two. So I really don't trust this situation, and I feel like it might behoove us to have some eyes on the roof in case some shenanigans happen. Can I trust you guys to text me if shit happens? Of course. I want to give him a snarky little salute and say, aye aye, Cap'n. Alright, text me if you need me, and I uh, walk outside and hop on the roof. Okay. Is anybody doing anything in particular? Looking for anything. Keep a lookout for anything that looks suspicious. Visual aid is also kind of like keeping an eye out in this waiting room to see if there's anyone looking nefarious, I guess. Okay. Yardak? I guess I ask Ruby for a deck of cards. All right, everyone roll a perception check. Okay, actually, that's actually the next thing I was going to ask. I think of anything. Yeah, 23. 13. 
24. 24. Ruby, I don't think you're really noticing anything. You're kind of preoccupied, I think, with uh, trying to comfort Rickard. I would say I try to comfort Rickard, but also try to make it not look weird. Yeah. That the superhero is comforting this guy. Yardak, you overhear Betsy on the phone. No, yes, I, I understand, but I think these are mitigating circumstances. And yes, I understand how trials work. What I'm saying is that if we cannot get him back up to speed by tomorrow, I think we should be able to delay further. Understood. Have a good day. And then she hangs up the phone. Oh, bro, even from the roof, I heard that snark. Yardak, do you do anything when you hear that? Like, she, I think she, I imagine that she was kind of, like, in a room with the door cracked and you could hear it. Also, when she finishes, uh, it's in another patient's room, but there's no, no one in there, and she just throws her phone, like, full force against the bed. I want to turn to, well, no, you know, I don't want to say it out loud. I'm going to text both Ruby and Laserhawk and say something's going on with Betsy. I think it's trial related. I don't know if things will go well if Lewis doesn't get better. Dope. So, you know, because this is what Rachel's thinking. Ruby's, so I'm assuming it's Ruby's thinking, could that be why this is happening? I want to reply back. It wouldn't shock me. I'd put 20 bucks on it. I, but who would do this? I, I'm not Teddington's biggest fan, but I don't think he would stoop to this. Look, let's be honest, Union's pissed off a lot of people. <laughs> Just off the top of my head, I can think about a dozen guys who want this whole house of cards to fall. So yeah, RC, that's why I looked at Paddington when he was, like, sick at first, because I was like... Sure. Do, do Should I be suspecting him? And I was like, no, probably not. And I think it's right after you send that text message, Laserhawk, you see someone who looks, like, a little shifty. Guy who you've kind of noticed has circled around the block a few times. Also, he's been doing different disguises, like one time he had a little hat on, one time he had like a fake mustache, but you're like, this is the same guy, he hasn't changed his shoes. <laughs> I'm gonna relate that information to the other two, and prepare myself to pounce if need be. Okay. Yardak, you get a text message. And the text says... It is from Shauna Ortega. Okay. And it says, hey, Yardak, I am checking with you to get your comment for a story. Fucking vulture. <laughs> she's a friend, that's why she's asking directly. I will be honest that I took the story because I didn't want anyone else to get it, and I thought I would do it the most fair. Uh, essentially, there are accusations that Yarkalen used his abilities to essentially give someone a stroke. God damn it. And I would just like to get your comment on it. Hi, back to Shauna saying, no, he didn't give this man a stroke. Yes, he overreacted. The man was a threat. And while I don't 100% condone his actions, I do condone him trying to stop the man. All right. I'll shoot you a link uh, when the story goes live tomorrow. All right. Thanks, Shauna. Thanks for the heads up. Of course. Take care. I heard about the events at the the courthouse. Take care. What is everybody doing now? You know, I think maybe Ruby would go try to find Betsy to see if, kind of figure out what's going on. Hey, I just... I wanted to see how you're holding up. This is this is so stressful for me, and I, I can only imagine for you. I know Ramos outranks him, but Lewis is essentially my right-hand man in a lot of ways. That was really scary back at the courthouse. And... He never really gets sick, so I was, like, not expecting all of that. And then with Yardak's healing, I just, that was scary. I'm going to be honest with you, Ruby. Things are in some dire, we are in some dire straits right now. Do we, I, I know this is not what we want to be thinking about, obviously. Do we think someone did this to him? 
I mean, I'm waiting to see what Lydia's results would be, but that's absolutely what I'm thinking. This isn't coincidental. And I got a call earlier. Regardless of Lewis's condition, we are proceeding with the final day of the trial tomorrow, whether or not he's up and running. And I don't know if ending a trial with a secondary counsel at the last minute is is the right foot to finish on. Rachel's asking, do I know who the secondary counsel is? Because I've been in the courtroom. Essentially, there hasn't really been a secondary counsel. Lewis has been doing an amazing job just fielding everything. And I go, who who even is the secondary counsel? We we were not prepared for this. You know, Lewis had everything set, so locked down tight. You know, he's been just so damn good at this. We're going to spend the night trying to figure out who can fill in if he, if they have to. This is Ruby just spitballing. I was like, the only one I could even think of, I guess, Ramos. But I have no idea if he's actually had experience in a courtroom or is even a lawyer. It seems like a lot of the agents are lawyers, though. The only person who's been established that has legal training is Lewis. And I go, yeah, I don't... Does anyone else at Union even really have a law degree? I'm sure there's someone. We'll have to find someone. It's just going to be a bad foot to end on. And then not a few moments later, uh, you're like, I imagine you're knocking on Lewis's door to get Lydia. There was, if we can come back to it in a sec, I had one more thing I wanted to ask. Has he been anywhere odd the last couple of days? Like where, like that he, like someone could have poisoned him or something? Just No, he's been just at the Union Field Office, at home, nowhere else that I'm really aware of. It's scary. Keep keep your wits about you. You too. Um, And then she starts getting another call and she has to take it. Okay. And around that time is when you arrive at Lewis's room, Yardak, and you, I imagine, knock on the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lydia comes to the door, and she opens it. She just looks a little frazzled herself. Yardak, yes. Uh, what? How can I help you? I just wanted to check in. Um, I know my healing could probably make things worse, but I, there has to be something I can do to help. And she looks out into the hallway, and she says, come on in. Okay. I, this seems a little clandestine, so I'm going to... Uh, yeah, she closes the door behind you. I've never seen anything quite like this. I took a sample of his blood and his saliva, and examining it, the antibodies are not acting in the way that they should, nor are the red blood cells. It's I, I, I can see immediately why your healing had such an adverse effect. Uh, effectively, it seems, it's almost to uh, a cranked-up autoimmune disorder. It's attacking anything that tries to help. Like, are there immunosuppressants he could use? And then I could try to heal? We're pumping him full of, of a cocktail of things, frankly, right now. We're going to have to see how he is at the end of the night, but I am, I am very gravely concerned. The best thing you can do to help, there are key markers of this that indicate that it is not a, a natural progression. Someone out there did this to him. Finding whatever did this to him will be our greatest chance of reverse engineering it to try to save him. I wonder if she could even get there soon enough. I was say, like, I could maybe, like, call Ula Brin back and be like, hey, can you come here? And then, like, work with Lydia to try to find a solution. How long does it take someone to get from Atlanta? About a full day. I feel like that might be a bit. I think it's better than my idea. Well, it's your idea, because I'm tapped out. I don't know what to fucking do for this guy. I'm not a doctor. I'm a doogie fucking hauser. Well, <laughs> on top of keeping an eye on Circle's same shoes. Oh, actually, I should shoot two text messages. Uh, the first one, I'm gonna send to Pam. There's a guy who's been circling the hospital for a while. He looks shady as fuck. I don't need you, but I'd appreciate it if you were here just in case. Text back, you could have left out the I don't need you part and just asked me to come. <laughs> I meant that in a, it is not, I did, 
You know what the fuck I meant, kid. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be there soon, old man. Appreciate you. And the second person I'm gonna text is Dana Kraken. Okay. I know that this isn't your usual wheelhouse, but do you know anyone who's half as smart with medical shit as you are technology? I mean, nobody nobody in, in, in Riverside, I, I can reach out. What's the situation? The Atlantean tried to heal someone, and they had an adverse reaction. Oh, fuck. I, I, um... Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can reach out, but I don't, again, I don't know anybody that's in that area specifically that I'd be able to really connect you with. I understand I'm pissing in the wind here a little bit, cracking, but honestly, I don't see a whole lot of options. Whatever you can do, I would appreciate, even if it's just look. Yeah, sure. I have an idea... That also would maybe involve Data Kraken. Okay. Oh, you got his number too. Yeah. Also, my text with the Data Kraken is like, "Hey, did uh, did Laser Hawk tell you like what's been going on?" Yeah, he gave me the uh the lowdown on uh on on what's happening, trying to find someone to help out. And I go, "This might be a long shot, but I'm trying to figure out. I feel like someone might have done this to him, to Agent Lewis." I was wondering if you could maybe track Agent Lewis's phone and see where he's been. Now that I can do real, real easy. The last couple days or so, I don't know how the time frame, honestly. I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, uh, just just to be clear, have you talked to Brock at all about this? Feels like y'all are, are talking to me individually. Not yet. I was about to shoot him a text. He's, he's keeping an eye out on the roof to make sure no one's... Listen, listen, I, I love to help out, but y'all really need to coordinate yourselves before you reach out to me, it sounds like. <laughs> that's that's fair. So I go, and I go, yeah, I'm about to shoot him a text. He's just trying to keep kind of hanging out on the roof. You know how he does. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know him. Good luck with uh, getting him off the roof. Brock, it's time to come down. Yeah. I give Brock a text. And I was like, hey, I asked Data Kraken to track Agent Lewis's phone. I thought maybe if we knew where he's been the last couple of days, maybe we could figure out where this happened to him. Solid idea. I got a hold of him to see if he knows any medical experts. Also, it might not be a terrible idea to see if, like, somehow he can track if anyone else has been near him. See if maybe he's got, like, a tap in his house or something. Or, like, someone's, like, watching him in his house? Yeah. Okay. This is Rachel asking, does Ruby know where Adrian Kevin Lewis lives? No. No, but Data Kraken can figure it out in five minutes. Well, that's true. But I was just gonna ask Betts, and I say, is Betsy off the phone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Betsy's off the phone. Betsy's trying to calm down with some Candy Crush. <laughs> Hey, Betsy, we're, we're trying to put some feelers out there to figure out, like, where Agent Lewis has been and stuff to see if we can figure out where this happened. But we were wondering, do we think someone could have been, like, bugged his home or something? And is that something we should check? That seems very unlikely. I, uh, you know, we, we keep a pretty stringent security protocol, uh, especially on high-ranking members like that. Yeah, because your security is reliable. This is Rachel's genuine question. Does Agent Alan Rickard have some of this stuff? Have some of what? The, like, security stuff of the high, like... Probably not, no. Nice to know my boyfriend. Apparently not high in ranking enough for this. I mean, he's literally, like, one of the lowest-ranking people. He's got a six-year-old man in the station wagon with a shotgun outside his house three hours out of the day. No, his security is you, Ruby. Alright, I'm gonna take a moment, and I think that legitimately, the three of you need to talk to one another, because I've given you all individual pieces. In the group chat, I was like, should we all meet up somewhere and try and brainstorm this? I'll text back to, like, I'm in Lewis's room right now, wanna convene here? Oh, which we wanna, we don't wanna lose that guy that Brock's been following. Yeah, true. A few moments later, Pam uh, arrives. You, good timing. 
Do I see the guy? Yeah. Yeah, he passes by again. This time he's got a trench coat on. I point him out. Every time that guy's passed, he's worn something a little different. He obviously doesn't want to be recognized. I gotta go have a quick conversation. Keep an eye on him for me, would you? She gives a little two-finger salute. And I drop down and I go to the place to speak the words. Okay, so I guess we're all- are we all trying to get to this one dude's hotel? Like, uh, why the fuck do I keep saying hotel? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. He's had a nice vacation. He's fine. He's in Tahiti. Hospital room, or is that too crowded? Fitting is not a problem. Okay, let's let's all go. I'm sure, you know, if Lydia overhears, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe she'll also have some ideas. So when everybody walks in, I want to go, so, like, what the fuck? I'm starting to think someone had to have done this to him, right? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Ula Bryn basically confirmed that when I talked to her. I've basically just been waiting for the guy who's been circling the building to do something. I already know he had something to do with it. I asked Data Kraken to track his phone, see if we could figure out where he's been. Betsy said it seemed pretty unlikely that um, his apartment could have been bugged. I don't know. Maybe it's the apartment. Maybe it's the house. I have no idea where he lives. You know, I, I trust her if she she wants to solve this more than anyone. Well, personally, I think the best course of action is to go question our friend outside. I mean, I'm down for that. At this point, a little violence would be nice. Do we think he's the one who did this to him? Or do we think he's about to do something? Should we wear, like, gloves or something? I'm worried that he has some kind of biohazard on him. This guy's been shady enough to where I think it definitely warrants us getting a hold of him. And the last time I encountered a biohazard, I learned how to jump higher, so I feel pretty confident. <laughs> Alright, let's go bug this son of a bitch. Alright. I'm gonna shoot Pam a message. We're gonna move in shortly. Alright, am I staying here? Am I moving with you? Eyes in the sky in case we need backup. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go confront our friend. So, this is a very tall hospital, like, got, like, a long tower section and, like, two separate wings that are smaller sections. And y'all have been on the second floor, and this guy has kind of just been circling outside the main entrance. A lot of cars going by, people on the street, he just kind of stood out in particular, because, you know, you got kind of an eagle eye for these sort of things. I would like to lean up against the wall and catch him as he rounds the corner. Okay, so are you trying to be sneaky about this at all? Yeah, I guess I could roll a stealth check for that. Or sleight of hand, I guess, with the other one I was thinking of. Like, We'll go with stealth. Yeah, we're going stealth check. I mean, what are the other two doing? Like, or I assume you're all together. Like, what's the coordination here? Yeah, uh, I mean, we were just kind of standing, not really coordinated, as far as I knew. 35 for the record. Fuck. Waiting for him to be stealthy. Just got snatched by a fucking shadow. (laughs) This guy definitely does not hear you coming. What are you going to do? As he rounds the corner, I want to look at him. Oh, so this time you're wearing a jersey. Five minutes ago, you were wearing a trench coat. Ten minutes ago, you were wearing a hat. And and he just starts, like, stuttering like that. All right, look, bud, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to ask you a series of very basic questions, and you're going to give me a series of very basic answers. Do we have an understanding? What did they say? They said, we are through answering to you. Who's they, buddy? Everyone, where is everyone positioned right now? I imagine that I'm taking point, and honestly, I imagine that Ruby and Yarnak would probably be like 20, 30 feet behind me. Would you guys agree? Oh, closer than that. But like kind of like triangle formation? I would say like five, it's five or ten feet like in triangle formation. That way if he ran to like cr- try and grab him. Yeah, that checks out. Okay. Everyone roll a perception check. Bet. 23. Damn it, perceive shit. Receive shit. 13. 25, boss. All right, Laserhawk and Yardak, make a dodge check. Damn it. Oh, no. Big green. Failed you. I just rolled on that fucking one. Ooh. Uh, 25 altogether on that one, champ. 
Seven. Is re-roll something you can do with a, a hero point? Mm-hmm. Ah, fuck it. I never use my hero points. I'll cash it on that. And if it's less than 10, you get to add 10 to it. Oh, big green, it's returned to the fucking Mac. 25. Nice. 25, and what was uh, Yardak? Uh, 25 as well. So, with your perception and with your dodge, Yardak and Laserhawk, you both, like, simultaneously realize that this guy is wired. Like, to explode? Yep. Ooh. And pretty much, like, moments <laughs> after he finishes saying, we are done answering questions, you hear... So... I definitely have an ability of some kind where I can, like, swap place with a person, and Ruby's about to get fucking clobberated. Can I use that ability to, like- You absolutely don't want to do that right now. You're much closer. Yeah, you're right up in his face. You would be slobbing place. That'd be great for you. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, that's that's a fair point. <laughs> I imagine you running backwards and throwing Ruby towards him. You know, because, like, <laughs> like, he runs up and goes, time to die, and, like, throws her- <laughs> Um, yeah, so... Texas barbecue! Cuts to trial. So you definitely murdered her this time. I'm gonna say that your rolls were good enough that you get to determine what you did to get out of the way. Fucking jumped. I can jump up to a mile. I got this. And then for myself, I want to, like, the moment I hear, like, this beeping, well, I see Laserhawk freak out, so in that split second, I just throw myself, I, like, kind of turn and then fucking football tackle Ruby as far as we can go. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, he explodes. Body parts go everywhere. The force destroys the stone wall that he was next to. A car, like, swerves out of the way and hits a telephone pole. It's just a little bit of chaos in the streets as the smoke clears. Holy shit. And I assume I'm just, like, under Yardak right now, right? We'll say a slight retcon. I'll be the one that catches Ruby's weight because I'm significantly heavier than her. <laughs> okay. So, like, I imagine, like, yeah, you grab, tackle, and turn to land on your back. Yeah. This is Ruby's actual, like, in character. What the fuck? As Brock takes, like, ten seconds to fall down. All right, wasn't expecting that one today. <laughs> so, I immediately, the first thing I do is I text my boyfriend, who I'm sure just heard this shit. The three of us are fine. <laughs> Yeah, as you're as you send that, uh, he, you see him running out. You also see from the roof. I also text Bethany real quick. You see Pam glide down from the roof, uh, and she is actually wearing like a, a brand new suit design that you haven't seen before. Ooh. And I, I do. I think I'm like, like, tr like getting up, and I go, "Nice suit." And she goes, "I think she goes to offer you a hand to like help you up." Thank you. Ugh. And I think she also reaches for you, Yardak, and kind of, like, pulls you up as well. Thanks, Pam. Thanks. I'm just imagining as Brock's drifting in the grounds, like, huh, military PTSD. Wasn't expecting to relive that today. <laughs> hey, RC, is anything on fire? Yeah, like, there's a little bit of, like, the trees next to you are sort of, like, on fire. One of them tipped over. Nothing that's gonna, like, spread necessarily, but... We did establish I can make water now, right? Yeah, but you're not, like, Yardak. You can't, like, make it and control it and stuff. No, I go up to the fire and just kind of make it over it. And to help the water just fall on it. Yeah, you make essentially the equivalent of like a bucket's worth and falls and it splashes and it doesn't help a great deal. While they're dealing with this fire stuff, I'm going to bark out. I'm making sure everyone inside is okay and I'm bounding off to do just that. Okay, what is everybody else doing? Uh, I assume going, because you said, just said uh, Rickard ran outside, right? Yeah, Rickard ran outside, gun drawn, Betsy not too far behind him. And then as we are outside of a hospital and 
on the street, I there has to be fire hydrants because, you know. Yeah. Did uh did your Caitlin come with us? What the fuck is she doing? No, no one asked him to do anything. No, remember I told he went into the car with uh Ruby and Laserhawk. Yeah, yeah, but he's like in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. No, he's inside. He's being useless right now. But um <laughs> cool, 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 cool. <laughs> so because it's a hospital and there are fire hydrants outside, I want to basically pop one and then use the water to get rid of all these flames. Yeah, you're able to without much issue do that. Visually, what are you doing? You notice that there's like some people, uh, a couple people are like covered in some ash. One person is like sitting up against the sidewalk, kind of ro- rocking back and forth. There's a lady holding her crying baby. Jesus Christ. I start making some like wipes or like, I can, can I make a wet wipe? Yeah, you cannot. Oh, okay, a wet wipe. I was gonna say, I mean, I guess you can make water and something. I was gonna say, you can't make like a Clorox wipe. No, I can <laughs> make, like I was thinking more like a baby wipe equivalent. Something to help to get shit off them. Yeah. I start handing people wipes. The person who's rocking, I make a blanket and put around them. Ah, yes. Trauma blanket. You said there was a baby crying? Yeah, there's a lady with a crying baby. She's also crying, for that matter. I make a teddy bear and give it to the baby. Baby sticks the teddy bear arm in her mouth and is just, like, satiated for the moment. Uh, When you said baby, I was thinking I imagined a toddler, but did you mean, like, an infant? Yeah, I meant, like, an infant. I should have made a pacifier, I guess. (laughs) Could you imagine walking up to some traumatized lady and just sticking a pacifier in her baby's mouth? (laughs) <laughs> um, and and the lady goes and the lady goes oh my god thank you visual aid what is happening Lady, fuck if we know <laughs> we're still trying to figure that out is there anything you need I- well do you think maybe i should go to and she gestures to the hospital you know i do uh follow, and i go can i see something and i do the follow like my eye uh-huh does she track does, does her finger track yeah yeah she's a little shaky but she did it and i go i i think you're all right but it's probably a good idea to go sit down and by this point, there's a lot of gurneys starting to come out and stuff. I had a thought, and I go, should I... And I don't want to freak the person out, but would, like, an explosion that loud be really bad for a baby's ears? Uh, I think it's bad for everybody's ears. Yes. But, like, specifically, <laughs> like, an infant. Yeah, it's probably not great. Scream in the baby's face, but starts to cry, he's good. Can you hear me? And I go, I, I, I don't want to freak you out. I don't know a lot about children, but I can't imagine an explosion that big would be good for... It wouldn't be a bad idea to go get their ears checked out. Yeah. Just, yeah, that's a that's a good idea. Oh, I'm so glad you were here. I, I'm glad I was here for you y'all too what is everyone doing oh i guess i guess laserhawk ran inside yeah and i i'm I'm just gonna say if we don't want to play all of them i'm just kind of checking on all of the people outside in a similar fashion making the blankets and stuff that they need her okay laserhawk you bound in i imagine you're heading to to uh, lewis's room was the plan see initially i thought that i should go to lewis's room first but i just realized that like this guy exploded right on the outside of a wall i should probably check real quick to make sure that like there is nobody bleeding and on fire. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have been clear. This wall was on the on the street. Like, you were across the street from the hospital. This was like a wall going into, like, a park. Oh, oh, oh okay. Oh, okay, then, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go right for Lewis's room, then. Yeah, I thought that this dude just fucking suicide bombed the hospital. No, 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 sorry. I, I should have spoken better. Much less concerning, but yeah, I'm gonna go right up to Lewis's room. You get to Lewis's room, you see Lydia. She's against the window, like, looking out. Everything good here? Yes. Um, goodness gracious. And she checks her watch. Laserhawk, you need to rally the others. It's going to become increasingly important that we find whatever material was used to do this to Agent Lewis. And roll a perception check. 23. You see a couple beads of sweat on Lydia's brow. Hell no. Aw, shit. Fucking knew it was contagious. Lydia? Yes? I'm going to need you to sit down and take it easy. You're right. You're right. I don't want to concern you. Points at forehead. But that 
points at Lewis is how that started. And she wipes her brow and she looks at it and she goes, Well, this, I wouldn't imagine it's contagious. I'm hoping that it's just that you're freaking the fuck out. Just in case, Mm. sit down, I'll get the others. Hornet's on the roof, I'll have her here first. Laserhawk, if I start to go too... I've been writing down my research as I go. There are definitely doctors here who could who could put put it together, but we're going to need a sample. That's going to be the most critical thing. A sample from whom? For, from whatever started this. Do you have any theories as to- Fuck, I should get everyone else first. Give me three minutes. Okay, this is Rich just trying to- She said, like, she didn't think it was contagious, right? She doesn't think it's contagious, is what she said. So then it would have to be uh, places where both of them have been. So, yeah, I'm going to sprint out to the other two, but as I'm doing that, I'm also shooting Hornet the room number and saying, get there now. Okay, she just texts back a thumbs up. And I kind of poke out to the other two and say, all right, we got to fucking go. Follow me. I was going to say, and she actually runs by you because remember she was out there with them. And just, hey, how you know, buddy? <laughs> And I, I, I'm, this is me making an assumption. I assume, like, the police and stuff have shown up by now. Yeah, police, fire department. So I'm not just leaving the people I've been, like... No, 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 no. There, there is yeah. a, a proper authorities and services. Yeah, I'm assuming that I've rounded up the other two and we're headed back to Lydia's room. And then on the way, I'm going to grab Yark Caitlin by the arm and drag him with. What, what happened? What's going on? Everything. It's, it's all fucky. I don't... This thing went scooter up. Pop, pop, pop. This is quite the eventful location you live in, Yardak. It seems every time I'm here, something new happens. Yeah, I know. It's almost like we're protagonists. Can I assume that Laserhawk has, like, told me what Lydia had said to him earlier? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I explain on the way up what's fucking happening. When you get there, also, Hornet is, uh, is outside of the room, like, standing, like, guard style. Good looking up, Pam. Uh, also, just as a kind of an idea of what her new suit looks like, um, the endoskeleton is now on the outside of the suit, but it's been painted like a dark red, and it's essentially over, uh, like a purple sort of pocketed, uh, denim jumpsuit. If any of y'all know what the Slipknot jumpsuit looks like, it's the Slipknot jumpsuit. And then underneath her arms, she has sort of a, a wingsuit design, uh, which is how she was able to glide down to you. Uh, and she has kind of a, a, a reinforced helmet. It's like a slim helmet, but it's reinforced. It's kind of got like a bug eye motif to it. When we get into the room, I'm going to ask Lydia and I was like, so you said to Laser Hawk that you don't think this is contagious at all. I've been keeping other people out of the room. I've been doing the most directly with Lewis, so it's not impossible, but I didn't think my initial findings indicated that. If it is contagious, we're going to have to see off this room you should take a few steps back while we're at it i take a few steps back and i go could it be that you two were exposed in the same place yes i suppose that it that is possible but i can't think of anywhere I, in fact lewis and i only saw each other at the courthouse what happened out it was you told me you were heading outside i believe for to address someone did they attack you they were a suicide bomber goodness yeah what the fuck did that guy say that we won't be answering to you or something like that anymore? Yeah, that was it. Any fucking clue what that was about, Lydia? Roll uh, an insight check. Everybody, really? Hell yeah. 28 altogether. 21. 25. All right, you're all sifting, sorting through memories, processing, you know, kind of the traumatic experience you just had. You realize that the only thing that you can remember specifically is that he looked like he had some writing on his hand, like he was trying to read off of it. The only, the last thing you noticed, I would say, actually, I think the last thing that Laserhawk and Yardak noticed before he exploded, he had a little green symbol on his hand. Oh, God damn it! it was the fucking green wave, wasn't it? I don't know, you said he exploded into pieces. Is his hand still out there? I can go check. (laughs) 
I suppose you could go and examine the carnage. You remember it after you stopped and took a moment to think about it, you remember it pretty vividly. Okay, but why is the Green Wave going after Union, other than they're an obvious target? Some kind of, not corporate entity, but government entity, and they're the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, just they're the bad guys, okay, <laughs> And I, you know, I will ask Lydia, I was like, has the Green Wave had much to do with Union? Not directly, but as an in, in international organization with independent funding and a, a strong presence in Riverside, for that matter, that we represent one of the most coordinated threats to their operations, I would imagine. If Union were able to come back to its full strength, it would it would definitely limit their, uh, their ability to function by comparison. Where's Bullard? Uh, Bullard, I think she's was outside kind of helping get people onto gurneys and stuff. You actually, I think when you next time you see her, she's kind of like wiping a, a bit of blood off onto her suit. Like, is Bullard making her way back in here? Or? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna turn to Bullard. Hey, Betsy, have we pissed off the Green Wave recently? You specifically. We know we have. No, nothing other than the confrontations that you were a part of. You know, we haven't had any direct entanglement with them. Jessica's outside. I have some reason to suspect they're behind it. I see. Do you think it's connected with Agent Lewis? I mean, it'd be a hell of a quinky dink if these two things are happening at the same time, Betsy. I would be opt to agree. What do you suggest we do next? What do we have on them right now? I know we lost Kemp that one time. Do we have any idea where he is? No, but if they're making a move... I would imagine he's coordinating it. He's a his background deals in logistics. You know, he's definitely been on our radar, obviously, since this all occurred. But we haven't had the resources to track him down. I can definitely go to the laser hut and try to see if I can find anything. But I almost wonder if we don't have time, and it'd be quicker for me to get a hold of Kit. Uh, actually, you get a text message a moment later. It's actually to all three of you, and it's just a, a map of the city and basically where. Like, and different hotspots noted for where Lewis has been. You see the courthouse, you see an apartment near Riverside University, and you see the field office downtown. So he's mostly been in those spots. Like, you see, like, you know, he's gone to a couple other places, but it's pretty much, like, the most visible hotspots are those three locations. So he don't do a damn thing. Yeah, he's not a very, uh, you know, social individual, and he's been single-handedly handling this whole case, so. I would like to respond to that text with, appreciate you, kid. Can you do us one more solid? I, I, I can try, Brock, but it's it's a it's a, a heavy day. I've got some big things that I have to have prepared for tomorrow. We just had a suicide bombing, Kit. Oh, I know about all that. <laughs> yeah, old news. We have reason to believe that the Green Wave's behind it. Can you at least give us an idea if they're visible in Riverside right now? Because I sure would love to pay them a visit. I'll I'll start a facial recognition search, but you know I the only one the only person we know for sure to look for is is Leland Kemp. So I you know hopefully hopefully we find him. That at least helps narrow down the search a little bit. I'll get to the laser hut and see if I can find anything on my end. All right, I'll forward it all to the hut. Appreciate it as always, Kraken. I'm gonna turn to the other two. Honestly, the best course of action I could see is going to the hut, trying to do some research, seeing if we can find anything on recent activity of theirs, whether it's in the city, outside, any form like that. I mean, you're definitely going to have better equipment than we will. And Yarkalen goes, is this something I should be assisting with? You know how to work a computer? No. I've got two dogs who would love to play. I do enjoy your dogs. <laughs> Wonderful. We all do. Who's coming with me? Who's staying behind? Because we're not leaving those two here. We can always just have 
Pam be Miss Guard Lady. That's when Lydia pops up. And also, Betsy, we should seal off this room. We have reason to believe that extended contact could potentially be, uh, make, make this a contagious event. Oh, yeah, that. There's a lot of shit going on. Bullard puts her hand in the air, spins around. She says, all right, everyone but those two out of the room. Pam, are you good keeping guard here for a while? If this is where I'm needed. This is where I'll be. Appreciate you, kid. Yes, let's get back in that van. You guys take the van. I've got a quicker way to get there. We need to get cracking. No pun intended. <laughs> it was absolutely intended. I, this is this is just for flavor text, but I'm imagining you say that and immediately like jump out of a window. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I'm already a mile that way. And then I also I text Rickard. Well, yeah, I was gonna say a lot of people that are available right now is Rickard or Yarkalen, the three of you. Pam is staying, and so is Betsy, for that matter. I, I text Rickard. We're going back to the hut to do some research reconnaissance whatever and i ask Rickard, what do you want to come like what do you want to do right now i'm gonna stay here i think having a three three person team on this and a three person team out and about seems like a good breakdown makes sense you gotta stay safe honey you too i i don't know what i'd do if something happened to you oh no he's in another coma god damn it Well, hey there, it's Pope, and this week, I'm sponsoring my own damn self. You like stupid music? Of course you do, and I've got just the thing for you. My latest album, Tasty Soup, is a 10-track LP featuring club music, hip-hop, it's even got a Lenovo Koenati cover on there. There's only one place to hear songs like Spellcaster, Sonichu, and Mr. Wee Wee. A- actually, that's not true, because you can check out Tasty Soup on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube Music, Pandora, or wherever the hell else you go to listen to music. So what are you waiting for? I can hear your stomach rumbling from here. Go look up Tasty Soup by Pope Brandon Brownson. I promise, it's delicious. With all that said, though, it's time to get back into the mayhem. So the only person who's unaccounted for right now is Yarkalen. Is he coming with you? Yes. I think he's gonna he's gonna distract the dogs. Okay. Well, fucking trust Bloodbend McStrokey with everyone else. Yeah, we're keeping him on their fucking locking key. Okay. You're able to, with just a few, all right, not a few, but like a few hard bounds, you're able to reach the laser hut. Uh, I imagine that y'all are taking the van. I assumed that you weren't going to try to pile onto Rickard's motorcycle. No, of course not. Oh god, as funny as that would be. The van is full visual aid mode right now. Okay, uh, roll a vehicle check, by the way. 25. 25, uh, you swerve out of the way of a van that was pulling out into traffic, and you're able to make a lot of green lights and get to the hut with no problem. Laserhawk, you've already been here. What have you been doing? I guess that uh, I'm going to roll a technology check here to see if I can find anything through my computer searches. All right, roll that check. Fucking 27, all right. Using the coded language that you were able to find before, you found uh, a few recruitment posters, people like the Green Wave basically trying to say, the end is nigh, we need to, you know, start over, basically. God, what is up with me and dealing with Doomsday Apocalypse? I'll say the other guy just thought the apocalypse was coming. These folks, I guess, also think the apocalypse is coming, but a different one. Look, a theme is a theme. <laughs> yeah, and you, ha- you have to be the hope in the darkness. Oh, God. Ask my son how well that's been going. Yeah, so you're able to find this, begin triangulating, like, 
you know, where these posters are saying to, like, meet. Basically, they say something to the effect of, like, you can get gear by going here. Um, and you kind of triangulate it, and you see that they're all sort of centralized around the Centennial and a few near, like, Riverside University. Like, mostly the western side of the city, the opposite side from the north end. Do I have a specific location to start? No, but by the time... Let me see. Would you roll a total of 27? Yep. Yeah. By the time everyone else in the van arrives, you basically are able to find some facial recognition basically pulled from, like, some CCTV cameras of Leland Kemp around Riverside University. So essentially, uh, just for flavor text, can we assume that, you know, the gang's pulling up in the van and I'm, like, running to the van to kind of relay information? Yeah, I think so. Kemp's been spotted around Riverside University. We need to get the fuck over there. Agreed. And didn't we say that What's-His-Nuts' apartment was by Riverside University? Oh, shit. Yeah, I was thinking they had gotten at the courthouse and somehow they had gotten Lydia too, but maybe it's just a long-term exposure thing. Guess we'll find out. One way or the other, whatever we're dealing with is over by Riverside University, so if you don't mind, got a blast. And I I turned to Yarkalen like, sorry, I don't think you get to hang out with the dogs. I, I, I assume your Kalen's coming with us, right? I mean, yeah, he's better than nothing in a fight. I suppose I can join and, and, and assist you as I did last time. And then I want to, like, grab him by this, like, not the scruff, but, like, kind of, like, like, do the whole, like, act like where you're, like, fixing somebody's collar, but really you're, like, giving them, like, the... Giving him the business. Uh-huh. No more murder, hobo. And I, this is more for flavor text. I want to say Ruby very quickly, like, reverses, like, does a cool, like, reverse out move and, like, closes the door. Wait, can, do I have to get out to close the door to the laser hut? I act like I didn't close the door on the way out. Yeah, you didn't even get inside. Oh. Yeah, you have the little button thing in your car now. Yeah, like, I met you guys outside. But okay, then I'll just say I did something like a very quick, like, reverse and just start going. You you reverse really quickly, you spin the wheel, and then kick it into first. I actually know, have we established, is it a manual vehicle? And honestly, that's the only thing that makes sense, I think. If we ever want to have, like, show me driving the van, I can't. I can't drive manual. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. You get down to Riverside University. It's We're towards the later part of the day. A lot of people have kind of gone home because of the events near the hospital. A lot of the city's kind of on, like, state of alert. Makes sense. So, yeah, you're, you're walking through, like, a mostly empty street. There's a few stragglers, a few college kids. Uh, you see some professors uh, hurriedly walking. I would like to get to maybe not the highest point I can find, but, like, a high perch and kind of try to hawkeye that shit. Okay, and so what is, uh, what is everyone else doing? Like, Okay, I think, are we still, have we gotten there yet? Yeah, it's just the three of you and your Kaylin. Well, because I assume, because I assume we get there a little after Laserhawk gets there. Oh, yeah, yeah, so I guess, yeah, Laserhawk, you've been perched up on this building for a while. Haven't seen anything of note. And I guess I'm gonna jump down and join my friends when they get here. Okay. And then I'll say, so what have you seen? Jack with a side of shit. Oh, great. Fuck. Well, that's helpful. Um, uh, were there any specific buildings in the pictures of him? Yeah, you're pretty much around, like, the square. It's pretty much right near where you fought Decay. Near we fought the asshole that didn't give me the third arm. Say, I want to turn and say, now you might get your gills. Fingers crossed. So what do you guys think we should do? Split up Scooby Gang style or just try to... Do you get that reference? Yeah, Scooby-Doo, it's a fucking classic. You're not human. Is now really the time to be talking about Scooby-Doo, you guys. When did you have time to watch Scooby-Doo? Never mind. It's been like two years. I've had time to watch Scooby-Doo. Meanwhile, back at the plot, I feel like I'm going to be most useful in the sky. 
keeping an eye on things. That makes sense. I want to turn to Yarkalen and say, you go with her. I think I'll be fine. I want you to try to protect Ruby. Also, it was like a way for him to like get back in her good graces. Yeah, let's see how that goes. Feels a little misogynistic uh, to assume a lady needs assistance from a man. But if it's what you want. Ruby looks, I was like, I appreciate it. But I am, my power set is not strength. So I appreciate the assist. You shoot water punches that go out a long way. She stabs people up close. Yeah. You dig? Yeah, he's business. She's personal. Right, I say we separate, and I would like to just make a perce- perception roll to see if I see anything, because I don't know what else to do. All right, so Laserhawk, you're up in the in the air, and, and like a let's just say let's say there's like a big tower, big clock tower. There's a big clock tower that's in the middle. What? Oh, I was just gonna say, can I have gargoyles? Absolutely. Like one of the gargoyles is missing, so I'm on the pedestal. There's a big ancient cathedral that kind of sits at the center. Of this... This metropolitan city. Well, no, no, no. In the center of this very old college, there is a cathedral. You know, it was it was central. Hell yeah. Um, I love being bat spawn devil. Yeah, and now and now it essentially acts as a as a meeting place, so you get a very good view around the campus. Which direction are you going? If you're if you're entering from the east side of campus, and this cathedral sits in the center, where are the rest of you going? There's various buildings and things like it's a it's a fairly large campus. There's a there's different labs and there's different departments. If Laserhawk is going up and in, then I'd say Ruby and Yara Kalen should go to the right, and I go to the left, kind of like a V, and then meet. In the middle okay that checks out okay you begin to fan out and everyone roll a perception check perceive more 14 what like right, does your caitlin see shit what was your total rachel 14 29 i got a 21 overall yeah basically after a bit of time and a bit of kind of taking taking in everything Laserhawk, you notice uh, around the biology building that you see a few guys wearing similar outfits to mr suicide bomber earlier <laughs> like not like bo- like not like bomb outfits but i mean like people outfits their clothes are just similar to his clothes yeah, like they probably got, like they probably just bought in bulk from wherever they got them from. Mm-hmm. I was gonna send my friends a text, but I trust my ability to scream, hey, dickheads over here, a lot enough for them to hear me. I mean, this is a big campus, like you're seeing them a good, like, football field's length away. Alright, as I jump, I'm gonna text biology building and send it then. Okay, I guess I get a text that says biology building, and I go, yeah. let's head that way. They see you bound off the building, Laser Hawk, and they immediately, like, flee inside through a set of double doors. Can I solar shotgun one of them before they get in? Wait, I already fucking spent my hero point reaction. God damn it. Okay. Yeah, but I imagine you land not too far from the doors and immediately take off running. Well, into the fuck how'd I go? Okay. I would say I'm probably running as fast as I can to the biology building. Yeah. Okay, your Kalen's keeping up pace behind you. Oh, I'm sure your Kalen probably can run faster than Ruby can, but no, he's not particularly fast on land. Like that dude in Get Out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah your your Kalen actually doesn't run. He kind of like, uh, well, well, you ever see how a seal moves? <laughs> how long does it take Ruby and your Kalen to get to the spot? I think that Laserhawk has been in the building for a little bit by the time you get there, unless he unless he waited for you. <laughs> Fuck that. When have I ever done that? Yeah. Okay. Are you? What are you doing then, Laserhawk? Going for thing one and thing two. Thing two and thing one. Sorry, what, what's Yardak doing? I imagine the Yardak met up with you and Yarkalen. Okay. Yeah, just running to you. Should we all go? Are, are we all at the building now? See. Si. Okay. Yeah. Let's go in. Does that seem wise? We're the only ones here who can do something. Fuck you, rich guy. I'm already inside the place. Can I roll and investigate to see if I can stay on their ass? Yeah. 
10 plus 10 is 20. Basically, yeah, you you catch up with them and they kind of duck behind like an exhibit, kind of tracking sounds and footprints and like what you see that's been knocked over. And eventually you enter a room that's like pitch black uh, that you just had seen them run into, like a set of double doors. Based on the doors, you would imagine this is probably this is a pretty large room, almost probably like an auditorium. I taser fist. What do I see? The moment that you taser fish, you see a couple dozen guys. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Time to taser bomb. Hey, boys. Wanna play? And suddenly you feel something hit you from behind, pushes you farther into the room, and you hear the door close, and like, from the number of times this has probably happened to you, what sounds like a bar slide in between the doors. God damn it. Look. If this is supposed to intimidate me, you should have tried that in 2013, bud. The fuck do you guys want? You hear one of them say, to make an example of you. Real quickly, just for flavor text reasons, can we say that this is happening in, like, a classroom? Like, one of those big old college classrooms? Since this is, like, a biology building? Like a lecture hall. Like a lecture hall, yeah, with, like, with like stadium seating? Exactly. Well, then I know exactly what I want to say next. They say, to make an example of you. <sighs> Alright, class. I'm gonna ask you a series of very basic questions, and all of you are going to give me a series of very basic answers, or you're gonna be in detention for a while. I imagine you spark up your fist one, one or two more times just so you can kind of see what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, and as you do that, you see all of them pull out essentially like an inhaler, and hear. Uh, I feel like my day just got worse. And meanwhile, Ruby, Yardak, and Yarkaelin. I guess I'm, like, checking every door to see if it will open and trying to see if I can hear anything to figure out where Laserhawk or any of them have gone. Yeah, just a frantic running and, like, trying to open doors. Did you all split up or are you together still, the other three? I think we're still together. Yeah, we're, like, running down the hallway. Like, not, like, clump clump together, but, like, all running down. Yardak and Visual Aid roll perception checks. I heard the very basic question line this way. Right? Honestly, 18 and 8, 26. My cliche senses are tingling. Let's go. I'm trying so hard to perceive it. I just keep going up by one. Yeah, 15 this time? Yeah. Uh, I think, though, you were able to hear, you heard the door close, you heard a fist spark up, you heard the bar slide through. Yeah, the kachunk. Probably heard Brock go, well, god damn it. So we know which room they're in. Yeah, you, you you heard it around the corner down the hall. But when you reach that door, it's it's you can't get in. Do we have a way to like break down this door? Yeah, you make a sledgehammer. Okay, I make a sledgehammer. Roll for sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so ten plus my ranks in create, it's seventeen. Yeah, you make a rudimentary sledgehammer. It's not particularly pristine looking. It's not your best work, but it's. It doesn't have to be pretty. Just it's a long stick with a big old rock at the end. Uh, my strength is eight. What is yours? Less than that. Uh, okay, I was going to hand uh, hold my hand out and say, Ruby, may I? Please do the honors. So good, nineteen. And then would it be just the strength modifier? Surprised you didn't just use your spear. Now I think about it. Why would I use my spear to break a door down? I feel like the. To break a door down needs to be like blunt. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just, I like I think like his spear could probably cut through the door. Oh, I thought isn't it metal? Yeah, but your spear is like ancient Atlantean super metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's made out of normal metal. Yours is like plot metal. Oh, okay. But is it just a strength modifier? Um, let me think. Well, that'd be for your damage. Your your close combat would be to hit. Oh, okay. That's even higher. Twenty nine. Yeah, you hit the fuck out of this thing. Yeah, I rolled a nineteen. <laughs> uh, and what is your strength <laughs> modifier? Eight. 
Yeah, the door, boom, flies open. The bar splits in half and goes in, like, two opposite directions. Oh, thank God, you guys. Flooding the room with light where you just see, basically, like, a solid mass of people and sparks from Laserhawk's fist just going back and forth. Oh, thank God, you guys are here. They're in the hailing computer duster. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> and then I, I want next on Whippets. Bet. <laughs> I hate you both. <laughs> yeah, so you see these, like, these guys, also, now that you can see them again, Laserhawk, these guys have grown, like, a couple inches. You're also dealing with, like, they're kind of doing the bleeding black eyes. Oh, God. That the other guy had. I, uh, I say, give me that, and I grab the sledgehammer from Yardak, and I start hitting people with the sledgehammer. Brock's never seen this before, so I'm just looking like, well, that's new to me. Oh, right. I know, I imagine you almost have talked about that. Well, yeah, but I've never seen it before. So yeah, there's like two dozen of these guys. I was like, I think uh, take out as many of them as we can would be the vibe, yep. right? Yeah, that's absolutely the vibe. You have passed the vibe check. I just, yeah, I just want to say I start hitting those sledgehammers. Do we need to roll like initiative? How the fuck do we do with this many people? Uh, yeah, roll initiative. Oh, God. I'll fight two dozen people. I don't give a fuck. I got the door down, <laughs> but I'm not doing shit after the fact. <laughs> You stood too long trying to make it, trying to make an entrance. You, well, it's probably because I, I grabbed the sledgehammer because I didn't want to have to make another weapon. 26. 19. What is the, out of curiosity, what is your Kalens? Uh, one second. No, I can't destroy the classroom. <laughs> it goes against your belief system. Well, I mean, my initial thought was, hey, I bet if I hit the ceiling really hard, the ceiling will fall on like five of these guys at least. Okay, first in the round is Laserhawk. I mean, I don't want to hit just one. That's gonna do fuck all. I forget, do any of yours have multi-attack? Do any of your- You can- Did you already use your hero point? Yup. You could power stunt to do multi-attack with another one like Taser Fist or Shoulder Shotgun. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm gonna use extra effort to Solar Shotgun as many dickheads as I can. So multi-attack works the you know, same in either case. It's you can do up to five people. The total number is the amount you take off. So if you're attacking five of them, you take negative five on all your rolls. Yeah, Solar Shotgun's high enough for me to feel confident hitting four. Okay, let me know what your rolls are. First, yeah, 25. And you're giving me the totals, I assume, right? Yeah, I'm already doing all the math and shit for you. 17. Okay. Another 17. Okay. And that one's a 27. That was a net 20. Nice. So you're shooting at four of these guys. What is the DC on that? Uh, is that going to take a hit at all? Uh, that is not going to take a hit. In fact, you get a critical on one of them. So if you wanted to do something special for that one, <laughs> um, I can pull up the specifics. Can I hit that guy so hard that he flings back and hits another guy? That would be nifty. Let me make sure. Also, it's a 24. DC, I should say. Yeah, like, if I can murder a guy so hard that I murder another guy, that would be pretty fucking groovy, man. Added effect. So yeah, you could use that one to do a move object. So yeah, I would say you can do that. So if you want to have that fourth one, let me... Yeah, bet. I'm gonna hit a motherfucker with another motherfucker. Okay, give me one second to... Get fucked, yoga hosers. Okay, for number one... Sorry, what was the DC again? 24. Four. Let me double check that super duper quick. Yeah, 24. Actually, I'm going to say the way that this happens is two of them fly into two more uh, and knock those guys out. Uh, the third one does take a direct hit, but stays up. Or sorry, yeah, the last one takes a direct hit and stays up. So you knocked out four out of five. Well, damn. But you, do you say anything or do you do anything? Fuck you. Actually, it is the group's turn. With a resounding fuck you, they respond with... <laughs> 
Let me see. So there remains about 20 of them. Okay. How many did we start with? 24. God damn. And let me see. I'm just going to kind of do all the rolls together. Uh, what is everyone's uh, parry plus 10? 18. 16. 19. I heard 16, 18, 19. Everyone make a strength resistance check. Oh, great. That's just rolling that add strength. Yep. Ooh, okay. 14 and 8, 22. Okay. 21. 19, 21. What was the other? 22. All y'all, they just basically pile, like, pile onto you, like three on each of you. What the fuck? One down to four. Close up for hinting. <laughs> um, Sorry. Reminded me of a guy I knew. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically, they all piled onto you, like, three at a a person. Basically, each of them, imagine there's three people. Two of them are holding each arm, and then one person's, like, holding you, like, by the neck for all four of you. Oh, well, don't like that. That's fine. I know which one I'm about to taser kick in the nuts. (laughs) Yeah, you're pretty much Laserlock. You're really the only one who has, like, uh, they have a less firm grasp on you compared to the others. And as they grab you, the lights pop back on. Basically, the door had started to close by this point. Mm -hmm. And we were about to be drenched in darkness again, but the lights turn on, and you see Leland Kemp walk out. Hey, Dick, I was wondering when you were gonna show up. The fuck? I will say you have given us a good run these past few months. Son, I'm about to run these hands across your fucking jaw. Are we out of initiative? Yeah, we're out of initiative for now. <laughs> I. What is Leland Kemp doing? So you were at the bottom of this, like, uh, auditorium-style lecture hall, and he just walked in from the top of it. It's like, you're on first floor, he's on second floor. He is walking in, he is kind of, like, running his hand along a railing at the top as he slowly saunters down like, a few steps at a time. I have something I want to do, even though I don't think it's actually a good idea. I kind of, I feel like we probably need him conscious for shit. I kind of just wanted, like, in the middle of his, like, dumbass lecture, drop an anvil on him. <laughs> okay, I would say that you were going to take a, you're going to take a negative two penalty because you're restrained and you can't exactly, like, concentrate the same way and make the same hand motions you would. Hang on, hang on. Let him monologue first. Yeah, okay. Let him monologue for a second and then I want to try. Get the information. Then we hit him with the old Bugs Bunny. I, I admit, first setback at the Emerson building. Didn't expect that. Should have been a little better prepared given the city. That was my mistake. I was very surprised at your success with the freighter uh, and the oil containment. You're a little uh, new friend over here. And he points to the Arcalin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what about him? Uh, yeah, just a little bit of extra, a little bit of extra oomph. Some assistance. <laughs> assistance. Not to mention the one back at the hospital. Yeah, who the thought it? It's almost like this isn't our first rodeo. Yeah, you know, I did not expect that person. Hornet went dark for a while and then re-showed up. I was not prepared. And that's, uh, again, that's on me. But I figured out what can trip y'all up, and that is things in your community. Singular events, easy to handle. Distributed events, difficult to handle that's uh, that's the pattern i've seen so you're just an asshole listen listen i want the same thing as you which is a peaceful society i just want a peaceful society really that's funny because right now i really want you to go fuck yourself no mr lizard you can go fuck yourself <laughs> i will not stop at any cost to making sure that the problems that this world faces are resolved. You are aware that murder is a problem, right? And not a solution? It is It is solving the problem of getting rid of the symptom. What the hell did Agent Lewis ever do to you? Well, it's 
fairly simple visual aid. Uh, essentially, as long as, you know, union and agencies like it are not able to have the full jurisdiction, it leaves organizations like my own with a little more wiggle room to get things done. Thank you for the snazzy name, by the way, Yardak. You know, do what I can. I want to look around and I want to see if there are any cam- like security cameras in this building. Are there any security cameras in this building? Uh, roll a perception check. Uh, he's basically making my argument about why we need union. And I want to see if I can play this shit in court. I perceive shit. I roll a 17. So 21. <laughs> yeah, you do <laughs> notice there is a, a, a above the entrance that he came through. There is a security camera. So it's like pointing to his back right now. I know you didn't say this for flavor text reasons. Can I, can we say he's using the like uh, mic system that professors use when they're in a lecture hall? Sure, sure. Yeah, he's really he's really hamming it up. Yeah. This is not for like, oh, I think the thing would I just think it's dumb and I love it. Yeah, he's absolutely he's mic'd up playing through like the little speakers at the front like down where y'all are. So, yeah. No, when we get out of here, I'm going to ask for the security tape of this incident. All right, bud. I guess there's only one more question I have from you. What the fuck did you do to Lewis? Oh, well, ever since those documents showed up at my door, you know, I learned about the slam pack formula. I learned about... Wait, this is Rachel's asking? Like, do we know what he's talking about? No, you have no idea what he's talking okay. about. Cool, cool, cool. I learned about the slam packs. I learned about the necromatic formula. I did a deep dive into a bunch of things, and I found out how to temporarily weaken someone without killing them, but boy, howdy, it was a scary moment when he threw up in that courtroom today, wasn't it? Yeah, it sure was. So look... What documents? Oh, oh, you know, that doesn't really concern you. You mean without without killing him? He looked pr- he looks pretty close to death. I mean, nothing is set in stone yet. He could make it, he could not make it. I'm not terribly concerned about the well-being of Agent Kevin Lewis. I think Union Union will be all right without one more guy. Or they won't be. This is when Ruby loses her temper. That's the fucking anvil time. So look, buddy, this has been real fun. Actually, not really. I put that about a D-tier monologue as far as what I've heard before. As as far as your whole little plan goes, bleep, 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 that's all, folks. <laughs> and now, now I do an anvil. Yeah, now the anvil. All right, roll for anvil. <laughs> oh, so that's create, right? Yep. You said that was a negative two, right, RC? Yes. Come on, help okay. me. Uh, and I, I also love the implication is you have developed a code with Ruby to like do a fucking anvil. 24. But that's with the negative two. Or- so he kind of cocks his head at you kind of sideways when you say that, Laserhawk. And suddenly the anvil materializes like right above him and slams him down on the ground. It kind of knocked him out of the way a little bit when it first did it. So, But it ends up just basically crushing his one arm. So his right arm is caught beneath this anvil and he just screams out. Shoot. Dumb sons of bitches! <laughs> One maroon. Uh, am I still being held by a bunch of assholes? Yeah, you're still being held by a bunch of assholes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's the next thing I'm going to deal with. Chapter 53 On the Stand Part 3 Masks and Mayhem uses the game Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Ronin Publishing. We are not affiliated. This episode was edited by Pope Brendan Brownson. The show is written, produced, and given an unfortunate doctor's appointment date by myself, R.C. Byler. You can follow us for free forever on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. You can leave us feedback using the hashtag MayhemCast. Doing so could lead to being name-dropped as an NPC or location. Our official art is by Jen Evans, and our branding is by A.J. Solomon. 
Our theme music is by Pope Brandon Brownson. Additional music credits, social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com. My anvil is the last thing of the night. I'm so proud. Chapter 70, Blevin. What's up, Doc? <laughs> I did love how confused everyone was when I was like, we're in the middle of this, and I'm like, are there security cameras? And you're like, why? Yeah, I'd think about it. Court, why? For court reasons. Yeah. How do we feel about tonight's episode? This was really cool. I think this is a really interesting, like, way to get us involved. And a lot more action-packed than the last, like, with the whole court thing. It's been, like, m- not, like, more exposition-y, but, like, kind of. More dialogue. Okay. And I kind of like that the court stuff, like, the court stuff led into, um... Like, directly. And it kind of, like, yeah. pretty much started right off the bat for the most part. I can't... Every time we were recording, by the way, I was like, something's gonna happen one of these fucking times where... Yeah. in court and it finally did i didn't expect it to be kevin lewis throwing up yeah that's fair sometimes it'd be like that sometimes your boy just throws up and passes out i'm now imagining like my professors as like shitty monologuing villains in there. all right is there anything we didn't like about tonight not that i can think of i think that tonight was a pretty engaging episode yeah it was fun i felt like we had a little mystery to solve it was fun. And I'm going to reiterate this. Sometimes y'all should talk to each other and not to the NPCs. But you make such good NPCs. That's true. I'm really good at this. But <laughs> he's humble. I've got an excuse. I'm just playing Brock in character. Yeah, but I just meant like, I kept trying to tell you each individual things. I was like, ah, yes, I will tell them this and then they will go talk to their friends. And you didn't. You just kept finding new NPCs to go talk to. <laughs> One of them must have the answer. I'm dating one of the NPCs. I had to talk to him. That's fair. Bethany's fine. Also, couldn't sh- see shit, so. It's fair. You were blind today. Maybe maybe, maybe the next episode after the fight, Ruby goes to get some eye, like an eye exam. I can make visual things, but I can't see visual things. Turns out every time you use your power, you're slowly sapping your own vision. It's a blessing and a curse. Well, what did we think about Betsy and Lewis and Lydia and, and uh, Yarkalen, Suicide Bomb Man? I thought this whole time that it was like Yarkalen was actually like somehow like a part of the insurgency and he doesn't want Atlantis to have like a foothold on land and it was him trying to like make Union look bad to make Atlantis look bad. And- Bro, you're like the anti-Batman. <laughs> What do you mean? All of your guesses are so far off the mark. He's saying you're not the world's greatest detective. Oh. Again, yeah. Harley Day with the fucking... <laughs> no, I imagined uh, the BuzzFeed Unsolved. I've connected it. You haven't connected shit. I connected it. This house is on fire. I bet it was Fire Hydrant Boy. And where is Bernard Allen? <laughs> Where the fuck is Bernard Allen? I do wonder who the fuck gave them those documents. I swear to God, if someone else fucking betrays us. It was Mosey. It was Mosey. (laughs) I will. I will come to Boston and punch you if it's Mosey. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I've been doing a season-long arc about a, with a character that I didn't know about <laughs> until <laughs> two episodes into Brandon's arc. Yeah, exactly. I'm playing 5D chess with all of y'all. <laughs> Get on my level. Is there anything that... Um, any any thoughts you have for the future or anything you didn't like? Are you tired of this fucking trial? A little bit. The trial needs to wrap up. I want to get this fucking footage of this shit and bring it to trial and be like, he's literally admitting we need this shit. <laughs> Is that Onion article the worst person you know has suddenly made a great point? 